everybody welcome back to the podcast i am your host mandy and again if you're wondering what pi stands for because i get it a lot it is paranormal investigation and exploration um or people investigating and explaining but i like the paranormal one so we have a great episode like i always say um but before we get into our episode for today we have to talk about our great sponsor el yucateco hot sauce um, if you haven't checked them out already, what are you doing? Get, get some El Yucateco hot sauce in your life. Teco it up. Um, head over to shop elyucateco.com where you can get sauce and you can get awesome gear. Um, I do have a fantastic t-shirt from them and a little pocket sauce. So you can get these little keychain pocket sauce bottles and you can get them in like the basic flavors. They don't have the flavor that you, you know, that you're looking for, but you want maybe just get red or green when it's used up you can fill it up with your other flavor um that's what i did i was looking for the chipotle one they didn't have it in the pocket sauce bottle but i got a red one and when that was used up i threw some chipotle in there so you can uh you can do that you can always carry carry tackle with you if you're not you know looking forward to or inclined to carry around a bottle with you you can carry the little small one on a keychain on your on your belt wherever keep it in your car um always keep some techo on you and you should head over to their instagram um underscore hot sauce they have great pictures on there so you can submit your own pictures for taco tuesday you can see other people's awesome recipes you can get inspired you know for other ideas on there as well um if you're looking for something to try if you're looking for a new recipe or what to use the sauce in head on over because they have a lot of a lot of great stuff other people doing their examples so it's something you know really good really good to check out i would definitely check it out um they're king of flavors since 1968 for a reason they have great flavors and you know you can, you can check them out if you're looking for something really like that really spicy that kick you know you can try your triple x one um it's their hottest one it's 11,600 on the school bill scale and it's something that you could really you know bring your bring your taste buds off with so check that out be sure to check out that you could tech and enjoy them because they're a fantastic company other than just hot sauce they're really cool they're very interactive um, they take suggestions they will help you find the sauce if you can't find it in your grocery store so they're they're a great company as well from just being a really good hot sauce um, and then again, we're proud members of the Podbelly family of podcasts. So you can check that out at podbelly.com. Such shows as Do It Doug and Changing Hearts and Minds and Meet Me in the Woods. Great variety of shows. Anything that you could want to listen to, you could find on podbelly.com. So be sure to check them out. So today's episode is a little bit of a break from the paranormal, even though that's sort of what the main focus of PiCast is. And we're going to be talking about a legend today, um, the Sleeping Giant Legends. So I live in Thunder Bay, Ontario, which I probably mentioned. It's a smaller northern Northern Ontario town, um, but 100,000 people, which is kind of small. It's too big to be a town and too small to be a city. We're sort of right in between. Um, and we're not really close to any other big cities either. So, you know, Winnipeg's eight hour drive west and 
to St. Marie Sudbury that, you know, like 68 hour drive east and we're right on the American border with Minnesota and we're on Great Lake, Lake Superior. So it's kind of pretty isolated, even though, you know, we're kind of closer to things, but not quite that close. And being on Lake Superior, you have the beautiful lake, but it's also very treacherous. Like I talked about in my Lake Superior shipwrecks episode. But the cool thing is, out there on the lake is this formation that we know as a sleeping giant. Um, it's a formation of hills and big rocks, and it basically resembles a giant laying on its back um, when you view it from Thunder Bay. So it's on the show art for this episode. You can see it. Um, when people come to Thunder Bay, it's a big tourist attraction. You know, there's a, there's a hill in Port Arthur, Hillcrest Park, where a lot of people go and you get a very good view of it and you can take pictures there. And it's basically the most famous spot in Thunder Bay for taking pictures of the Sleeping Giant. But it's one of those ones where if you're viewing the lake or the marina from pretty much anywhere, you can, you can see the Sleeping Giant. It's a good marker, whether you're way up on a hill, whether you're on a mountain, whether you're down on the beach, there's, you know, you always have a pretty good view of it. Um, there's a campground there, so you can actually go and camp. It's a pretty big hike up there as well, because it is mountain ranges. Um, that's, the, that's the thing with Thunder Bay too. So it's, we're kind of surrounded by mountains and lake. Um, you know, we have mountains pretty much all around us, and then we have lakes. So we're, you know, pretty protected from a lot of weather that way, but then it also pulls a lot of storms in, which is probably where, our, where we got our name, Thunder Bay, right? Um, so the Sleeping Giant, um, it was actually voted number one <laughs> for the list of the Seven Wonders of Canada. So a few years ago, um, Canada was having their national-wide vote with the public for the Seven Wonders of Canada. And with a total of 177,305 votes it actually beat out the Bay of Fundy and Niagara Falls by almost 90,000 votes but because it's all a politic and popular game it wasn't selected why would you not pick it so it's pretty famous if you're from northern Ontario if you live in Thunder Bay um, Sleeping Giant's kind of our thing we have it on a lot of Things that we talk about, there's Sleeping Giant Brewery, Sleeping Giant is sort of always associated with Thunder Bay. Um, but there's actually a legend behind it. So it's not just that someone saw this rock and thought, hey, that looks like a Sleeping Giant. There's actually an Ojibwe legend. Um, and the legend is about the giant Nanobiju. And growing up in Thunder Bay, it is something that we learned about in school. Um, we had Native Studies classes where a lot of the Native organizations would come in and talk about their legends and teach us how to make dream catchers. And it was a really wonderful cultural activity and it gives you a better understanding and history of the area. And Nanabiju was always a part of that. So they say that it was a, a giant who was turned to stone when the secret location of a silver mine was known, to, well now known as Silver Islet, was disclosed to the white men. Um, in actual Ojibwe legends, of the story of Nanubiju were printed in 19th century newspapers in the area. Um, these stories reportedly came directly from the elders interviewed at the time. And the earliest dates from 1882, while another version dates from a little bit later. And they're 
they don't necessarily mention directly the sleeping giant, but they talk about Nanabiju and how it was a giant that created the world, including the lakes and rivers and islands. So let's get into the actual Ojibwe legend of it. So the legend of the sleeping giant. Um, standing on the shores of the city of Thunder Bay, one can look across the waters and see a great formation of the land known as the sleeping giant. Mystery and legends surround this strange phenomenon of nature, and a great tribe of Ojibwe's lived outside of Thunder Bay on Isle Royale. Because of loyalty to their gods and their industrious and peaceful mode of living, Nanabiju, the spirit of the deep water, decided to reward the tribe. The great spirit told the chief about the tunnel that led to the center of a rich silver mine. He warned that if the Ojibwe tribe were to ever tell a white man of this mine, that he, Nanabiju, would be turned to stone. The Ojibwe soon became famous for their beautiful silver ornaments. The Sioux warriors, upon seeing the silver on their wounded enemies, strove to find the secret. Torture and death failed to make the gallant Ojibwe tribesmen divulge their secret, though. Sioux chieftains summoned their most cunning scout and ordered him to enter the Ojibwe camp disguised as one of them. The scout soon learned the whereabouts of the mine. One night he made his way to it and took several large pieces of the precious metal. During his return to the camp, the scout stopped at a white trader's post for food. There, without first to trade, he used a piece of the stolen silver. Two white men, intent on finding the source of the silver, filled the scout with fire water and persuaded him to lead them to the mine. Just as they were in sight of Silver Islet, a terrific storm broke over the cape. The white men were drowned and the Sioux scout was found drifting in his canoe in a crazed condition. A most extraordinary thing happened during the storm. Where once was a wide opening to the bay, now lay what appeared to be a giant sleeping figure of a man. The, the great spirit's warning had come true and he had turned to stone. Today, partially submerged shaft to what was the richest silver mine in the northwest can still be seen. White men have repeatedly attempted to pump out the water that floods in from Lake Superior, but their efforts have been in vain. Is it still under the curse of Nanabiju, spirit of the deep water? So there's the legend of Nanabiju um, and Silver Islet. So Silver Islet's uh, a silver mine in the area, and it's still kind of settled, and a lot of people have camps, and it's sort of an abandoned town now, kind of, I guess. Like, it's a settlement. Um, there's, like, a little general store, and a lot of people have their cottages and stuff out there. And, you know, it's it's in the area. Um I, th I liked, you know, it's kind of one of those legends where we have a lot of them in the area, um, Ojibwe legends, and they're sort of all warnings, I guess, where it's like, you know, respect the earth, respect yourself, respect our traditions, and especially with this one where it's like, you know, if you give away the secrets, then I'm going to turn to stone, and you turn to stone, and that's, you know, that's the legend of, of the sleeping giant out there. Um... It is a marker for Thunder Bay, and it's one of those ones, like I said, where you can you can always see it. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, I like the legend of it. I kind of like those those stories. I like myths and legends. I was always really into the Greek and the Roman legends as well, and I like this one. I thought it was a really cool, um, a really cool way to do it. Not a way to do it, but a really cool way to explain formations, I guess. And it's, you know, it's the history behind it, too. So there's a pretty rich Ojibwe history in the area. And it's nice to see that incorporated into 
you know, the, the history of the town, basically. <clears throat> so that's the story of The Sleeping Giant. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I made you some more Legends ones from the area. I think it's kind of cool that there's a lot of them. So, you know, it may be something that leads into uh, more episodes. So hopefully you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast. And as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check